baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free to play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Talk About Gay Sex is sponsored by Rev, dedicated to helping men have more sex, better sex, and healthier sex. For more information, go to revformen.com. That's revformen.com. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I am your host, Steve Rodriguez, here with my co-host, Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know I love saying your name. I know you do. You just, like, map it out. (laughs) Jeremy Ross Lopez. Your mom had to, like, have planned that name. It's, like, one of the most perfect actors' name. People pay for these. I love it. I love it. Um... Um, this is episode 32. I can't believe we're on 32. No, that's amazing. I know, right? And so this episode, um, I'm trying to think like what happened in the last couple of days before we get into episode 32. Um, but I do want to talk to you about my go-go dance experience recently at the Eagle because I didn't make a big deal about it. Um, on purpose because A, I'm no longer a go-go dancer anymore mm-hmm. but um, part of it was you read about it on social media that I was going to dance and you ended up coming and checking it out what were you thinking? I'm just curious well when I first saw it I was like oh my god there's no way <laughs> and so I was with like my girlfriend and I thought we were going to just go hang out and dance at like a dance club. And then she's like, oh, I think I might just go home and relax. And I'm like, okay, drop me off. We were already in an Uber. And so we changed the address to the Eagle. So she drops me off at the Eagle. And it was because I like clicked on Facebook for a second and saw Steve post that he was up to dance. And I'm like, oh my God, there's no way. Right, right. And then I ran in, and I was just, like, excited for it. And it, We had a lot of fun that night with our other friend, John. And um, I was joking because we were, um, well, there was my backstage area where I was changing. And I was joking because, like, some green room, because it's, it was the kitchen. The dressing area <laughs> next and to the freezer and... Yes. The mini uh, fridge. Exactly, exactly. How much fun did we have that night? That a was, blast. It was super fun, yeah. It was a blast. And it was, like, very not planned, which makes the night even better. 
Exactly, exactly. Well, I had no idea that he was dancing and it like shocked me, but I was excited that he was still couldn't believe it. And then when I showed up, like helped him get dressed. And when he went out there, we were just like having a blast and also just watching him dance. And he was like really good at the moves, which (laughs) I guess at the Eagle is not that big of a deal with. The other dancers that they normally choose. We were looking at one of the dancers tonight and uh, one of the security guards there at the Eagle in New York City, who we love. um, Sharif, we'll just say his name. He he won't mind. um, Was like, Steve, look at the dancer there tonight. He's like, he doesn't have any of the moves. You need to get back up there. And I I was laughing. Um, I was also laughing because I had another friend, Rodney. Rodney, one of our big fans of the show here, Rodney was saying, you really utilized all of the stage when you dance. And I said, you mean the pool table? (laughs) Because they basically take the pool table, board it up and it's your stage. And okay, yes, it it is the stage for, you know, you make it work. And so, um, yeah, I guess I did. And it, it was a lot of fun. We will try and post like I have promised and I promise, promise I will post some of these videos that our other friend John took on our uh, website. Um, We have to be careful because um, we have a new social media guy who's helping me out posting a lot of um, stuff for us, which is great. But um, when he was looking at some of the footage of me dancing, he says, I can't post this on Instagram or Facebook. And I said, why? It's just me, you know, dancing. I have a, you know, I'm not naked or anything. He says, Look at the look at the video of the television screen behind you, and I forget at at the Eagle here they show porn. You know this, Jeremy, mm-hmm. hot porn. Actually, I would argue, um, but it's, sometimes. Well, all right, but, but anyways, it, it was the backdrop. So, and it was still full on porn. I mean, like, and this guy that's helping me out on my social medias happens to be straight, and he. He's totally like gung-ho about helping me out, but he's just straight. He's like, that guy is totally going down on that other guy and that you can't show that on social media. And I was like, oh, you're my God, you're right. I was totally oblivious to the porn that was happening on the television screen behind me when I was dancing. It was just hilarious because these aren't things that normal people think about. but Or even notice. Exactly. But they are a reality. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know if you heard any of, before we get into this week's episode, if you happen to hear of any of this week's, ep- last week's episode on sexual etiquette, and if you had any thoughts or not, because I'm sure, you know, there were some things that came to mind for you. What were your thoughts? I mean, overall, I love the episode, and I took pointers from it. <laughs> but uh, do you have your any of your own sexual etiquettes that you would prefer people to kind of like take into consideration, or things that maybe you're not doing that you thought of, or or you were just amused by the episode? No, I was amused, but I think also you guys laid it out pretty well. I don't think that you left out maybe any points that I would add. Okay. All right. All right. But I took pointers and that's right. I I took my own personal notes from what you guys said. Actually, you said it, it, there was one thing that you were telling me earlier offline that, 
um, got you a little worried about um, when we were talking about fetish when you bring somebody home. What were you saying? So I was uh, I referenced uh, the bondage, and uh, Carpenter said that it's always smart to reach out to a friend and let them know that you're going home with someone if you think it's going to be that situation. And you don't really know. And then he also said, and I never even thought of it, if you're going to practice that bondage and tying up and BDSNM altogether, it is smart to go to their place versus yours only because... Overall, you would assume if you go to their place, they're not going to tie you up and just leave you there. Where yeah. you do have some risk if you go to your place and then they just dip out after tying you up and I don't I don't know well, doing and, whatever. But and, and, I thought about it just from it's the month of Halloween and I yeah. watched a lot of scary movies all month. <laughs> I always do that. But I also just I know, thought I of just it. I just recorded Chucky. Like it made me, it made me think of like uh, Silence of the Lambs, where that girl is literally stuck in the basement of this little cape house in a suburban neighborhood. No one knows that she's stuck down there in the tunnel with her dog, with this crazy. Uh, I don't even know what to call that guy, but yeah. just this crazy guy teasing her that she's Hannibal Lecter. I think no, he's... not that one. Oh, the, are you talking about the crossdresser? But oh, Hannibal right. Lecter yeah. leads them exactly. Yeah, sorry, you're exactly. Jody Jody Foster was also in another movie. I don't know if you ever saw it called The Pan- Panic Room. I love that movie. It's crazy. I don't know if you listeners have ever seen it, but she gets stuck in her own how does it work out like so her ex-husband that she just recently had a divorce with has a lot a lot of money he's a doctor in new york city so she settles and she gets a lot of money and he buys her a townhouse right across central park for her and the daughter and he lives right through the middle of central park on the east side So he bought for her on the west side. So he buys her this townhouse, and the townhouse includes a panic panic room. room. And it just so happens that the previous owners, I guess, it was known that there was money somewhere in the house, like a a very large, large sum of money. So the first, I think the first night that she was there with her daughter moving in, uh they were broken into and they escaped to the panic room. Yeah. And then they have to figure out everything from there. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's just oh. a real, it, it, it's an amazing movie just <laughs> really to see is. like the yeah, whole, it's, it's a good, as we roll into Halloween, like that's a, you and I have a love of, um, thrillers, right? Like yeah. we love so many thrillers, Ozark. We're and watching. it seems so real. I mean, I don't know how many townhouses have, uh, panic rooms but right. in general they probably all do but yeah i mean interesting and it was way more space than they ever needed but it's still overwhelming to be broken into in new york city because you ultimately are 
like cornered in. Exactly. Happy Halloween, by the way. Today, this episode is coming out today on Halloween and happy Halloween. And what a lot of people don't know is that Jeremy has such, you like, you're a designer by like craft and schooling, but you have come up with some of the most amazing Halloween costumes. One of them, one of my favorites was when you were Edward Scissorhands, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a picture of that? I do, yes. I Can we post that? Yes. Yeah. How long did that take to craft that, and what was what made you choose that? And then we'll get into today's episode, but I'm curious. As it's, as it's Halloween. Probably an hour. Really? Yeah. So I just, like, studied uh, just his overall look, and then... Tried to recreate it wow. to like the best of my ability with what I owned, and then just mixed in things that were similar to what he wears and the way he looks. And ultimately, and added making your my own. lips look like really small, which isn't that easy, <laughs> and making we're, my eyes like black holes, and adding a wig and all kinds of stuff, scars all over my face. We will post this picture of Jeremy as Edward Sushan. It's, it's fucking amazing. I love it. Um, but it leads us to um, Happy Halloween, everybody. But today's episode is called Beauty and Sex, episode 32. And we got into it because Jeremy and I have talked, uh, you know, Jeremy's always sending me pictures on Instagram of beautiful people, and you're a big Kim Kardashian fan, and Jennifer Lopez, and and a lot of people that are beautiful and stuff like. But it got me thinking about beauty and sex, and not just beauty like you know, um, like on the cover of a magazine type thing, but really beauty how we ultimately we all want to look good because ultimately that is who we're going to attract sexually. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about it? I think what you put out is what you really take in. And I guess the way that you look ends up ultimately attracting whoever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and in New York, that's fun because it, it's like all different walks of life and right just a lot of interesting people and it's well, fun to date and it's also fun to just meet people in New York right and i get it i mean like you know we all it, it makes sense we all want to be attractive and we're using the word um beauty and sex but it's ultimately we just it's about attraction and mm-hmm. and our primal way i would argue and it, it reminded me of when you and I were in Mykonos this summer and you had already left, but I had met this beautiful and I mean stunning Greek guy. He was, I don't know, in his 20s. He was model height and he had come over to my where I was hanging out at this at one of the bars, Babylon. And with his girlfriend, who, and I really loved his girlfriend. She was, like, super sweet, and he was a big handful, let's just say that. But he, face, we're talking face and certainly body, his ass was out of control. 
like ridiculous. And I'm talking like, it was so crazy bubble butt style that I had to touch it. And he was all about that. In fact, when we got to it, he was like, Oh, you want to touch it? Yeah. Touch it. He's like, and he was the first thing after he said, you can touch it was it's fake. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? It's fake. And I mean, I sort of believed him because, but he was so stunning and, and I felt it and it was jiggly, that kind of jiggly that a lot of guys that when they are into asses, they like it Mm -hmm. more jiggly. Like my ass, for example, if (laughs) is, I've gotten it to be a a nice shape or at least I'm happy with it and I'm continuously working on it. I, we, my trainer and I, we work legs all the time and, but it's, Harder. Why? Because I think at the core, my ass wouldn't be like it would be okay. But I have to. And do ultimately, a lot. you need the fat to. I think so. Build it. So mine tends to be harder. And what's so fun and funny about our friendship is that Steve knows that I like have an obsession and I love <laughs> ass. Yes. So we always bond and laugh about like even when we're out in public or we're talking to guys or meeting people, there will be some cases where he's like, oh my God, look at this ass. Or And they're like totally fine with it and they love it and they love the attention. Or, Well, I would argue that, and it was funny because we, um, I saw John John, um, former Mr. Eagle here in New York City and at uh, an event last, a uh, couple nights ago and he had one of those fans, you know, those fans that you like can, mm-hmm. and he had another friend with his, and John John's uh, uh, fan said, "Show me your, show me your dick," and his friend Corey's fan said, "Show me your cock," and I was just laughing at it, it was because it's like, yeah, you're typically, and we're totally being, you know, summarizing people, but typically you're either into the ass like you, Jeremy, mm-hmm. or into the dick, or both. Like I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. So this guy that I'm talking about in Greece, it was so, like, jiggly and amazing. And he was so upfront about it. And and I thought it was refreshing that he was that way. Mm-hmm. Because I think he just got that out of the way right away. Like, yep, it's fake. and But his the rest of the body looked great, too. And have you ever felt um, somebody that had... And I guess my first question is, what are they saying when it's fake? So either they're saying, ultimately, it's been altered. So clearly, it's not and the I way that they were born. And I know you keep up with this stuff because you're like totally into Kim Kardashian and all this and whatever. Um, J-Lo's is bona fide real. Yes. But when somebody, because I know you keep up with this kind of stuff, and when when it's fake like that, wh- what are we really talking? Silicon or injections? So there, there's or- like overall two ways to do it. So ultimately implants, which is like a full-blown piece that's put in and just takes up your cheek and your skin and all of that stretches it out and fills it in and then there's the more expensive way to do it which is like add to it with either fillers or fat from anywhere in your body 
So, so that is the way that it ends up ultimately being more jiggly or... Because it's, it's like filler, right? Yeah. But sometimes it's a transfer, so that is more expensive to like take the fat from anywhere else in your body right. and centralize it in one spot. So I worked with somebody uh, in high-end retail that went on vacation once, and she just went to uh, DR for a week and came back, and she had everything in her whole body, all the problem areas or whatever that she didn't like injected into her butt. Oh, my God. What did she look like? She looked amazing, but she had to wear a corset. (laughs) She couldn't move around. Yeah, she couldn't move around that easily for like a few weeks. She was bruised. And also with that ass, you can't wear any normal pants. I mean, that's only custom. I know that you in particular have been with somebody that had like that done. And what was your feeling when you feel that? Because honestly, when I felt this guy... Um, he was so free and open about it. And that was one of the things that I really respected about it. And when I grabbed it, it was jiggly and it felt good. Um, So I would have, I was turned on, I have to say. And even though he was so open about it, I mean, which was a little somewhat off-putting about it, Mm because I don't think, I think if I would do that, I probably wouldn't tell anybody. I would just, but it was so like, he had done the max that you could do. He was just one of these guys, like, out there. And yeah. he was out there. I cannot express it enough. And I think I would probably go a little subtle, subtler if I was to do this and act like, oh, no, I just did a lot of squats and, you know. But I'm just curious, like... You, I mean, I, I have noticed like I, with guys that I have been with before, I mean, subtle is not the way that anyone really goes when they do any procedure. I mean, even... The Kardashians. So you Nothing's think that they, really subtle about what they do. Or so you think that they um, that it, they do a little bit more than they maybe should. Or yeah, I, I mean, I think that you get a little carried away. And but have when you it's ever when felt it's really jiggly, I think it's super hot. And when it's implants, I'm like turned off and not into it. In your opinion, what are people doing more of the implants or the... um, I would say probably implants. It's cheaper and quicker and easier. I think the guy that in Greece... The fillers, I mean, you have to continuously add and add and add. Oh, because it doesn't last. No, and you also have to build up to the level of what you want it to look like. And whenever it's jiggly... It's definitely not implants because they're just one solid piece, so it doesn't... Have you ever felt a guy's ass that was, um, you know, either fillers or the other one? Both. And, and what, was your, what did you think? Well, the fillers, it was very, very hot. So this guy just... We went out one night dancing and drinking, and he just... Pulled me into the bathroom and tested out my uh, tongue game (laughs) and just like pushed backwards on my face and 
it was really hot. And then the other way was I slept with somebody and just wasn't really that into it. Right. And I always wonder, like, what, you know, because you can do squats, by the way. People, particularly younger people, um, and that will build up your ass. And is it just, like, a lazy thing in your mind? Or, like, some people are... I've also heard people say, like, no matter how much I do legs, it's just, it's never going to grow the way I want it to grow. And so maybe this is a nice alternative. I mean... I mean, I do think for some people it definitely is an alternative because with my family, so I have my white side and they all have huge asses. The white side. Which is ironic. So they are Irish, Italian, and Norwegian and all of them have really, really big bubble butts that would almost look like they're added to or fake or whatever, and they're all natural. And then my full Puerto Rican side, all of them, no ass, completely flat, and that's just the way that it is. Interesting, interesting. Well, we, you probably know more people that have done procedures, um... Like, I, I mean, I think we know, we both know a person that has done, like, pecs and his ass. And, um, I mean, I'm just curious to know, like, what we think about that. Like, in terms of, I mean, obviously, we're talking a lot of money. So, at the core, you have to be able to pay for all this stuff. Um, or is, what? Since you know more about it than I do, what's the safety precautions that we should probably, you know, keep in mind when we're doing like pec implants and, and because I have always worked out for so many years, I have a trainer, but I was a gymnast and I was a personal trainer at one point And then now I have a trainer. I just feel like a lot of the stuff you can do on your own. But I'm sensitive to a lot of people because, you know, I happen to be doing it since I was a kid, but not everyone has been doing it as long. I mean, what are your thoughts on some of this stuff? I mean, I would say to each his own and everyone also looks and reacts very differently. So clearly, if that's not their lifestyle, the same as yours, where they've built it up over time and just created any mass... It helps people like that. And then there are some people that I have seen, they could work it out for days and weeks and months and it doesn't build to, it does build and it gets more lean, but it doesn't create what it is that they're looking for. So that's when they seek other options. I hear you. Um, What I didn't know that you could do is, I mean, I had a friend, um, Ty Vincent, who was on the show, who was telling me offline that you can have silicon injection into your balls. And it's a whole kind of fetish world of these guys that will inject their, inject silicon into their balls. And it turns into like this big sack, if you will. And in some ways, that's like a turn-on for a lot of guys. But you were also telling me that you can inject silicon into your dick. Mm-hmm. What? Are you serious? Like, you can? Yeah, in the front. So does it make it fat or longer? It really just only makes it fat. 
Okay. And for a lot of guys, I mean... And for the look of it, I mean, it doesn't look... It definitely doesn't look natural, <laughs> especially on the people that I've seen that have chose to do it. It's yeah. like, it's definitely an altered look, and it's just well, so... I've seen the balls before, like, and, like, they're... It's like a huge... But that's what I referenced. I mean, when a lot of times, at least the people that I've met, they don't go... Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For discreet so they don't ever really do any procedure to go about it where you wouldn't notice. So, so when sa- they do it, I and I'm not like judging anyone because I don't it doesn't matter to me whatever makes you happy is ultimately the best for you. But I've noticed when people go about doing any th- alteration it doesn't ever really seem that it's like low key or moderate or in other it's words, aggressive. I mean, like it's, they're not trying to like, you know, say, oh, this is my natural dick or balls. It's like, yeah, particularly with the balls I've seen before, it's because they can balloon up and it's this whole thing. And I think it's turned into a new fetish of desire that guys will do this and and do it. And I, I think it's safe. I don't know. Does it last? How do you have any idea how long it lasts? That I don't know. I'm wondering, yeah, because, but it turns, it, it seems to be like a new type of fetish and you're saying with like the dick, it just balloons it up or, and it doesn't necessarily look like a dick, right? But the, they're not trying to fool anybody when they're doing that is what you're saying. Yeah. So it, that's interesting too. Um, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I find it fascinating um, I'm a guy that loves like a big ball sack. And the only thing I would say about that is that I like a ball sack, like, you know, to feel the balls. And I think when it balloons up too much, I'm not really interested. Maybe a ballooned out like cock mm-hmm. could be good for a bottom because it's like going to be fatter and op- ultimately open up like, you know, your hole and all that. Yeah. Which could be hot for the bottom. I mean, but I would want to know a little bit more about what's really going on and how long does the does it last? And view, listeners, maybe you can chime in at some point and let us know because I'd be curious to know the safety precautions of that or does it just go away or, you know, what ultimately happens when you do inject this? And how do you even get the, I mean, do you know, Jeremy, how you get silicon? Is it legal or what? No, it's... 
I mean, it is legal when it's uh, approved by a doctor. But are doctors approving it for your balls and your <laughs> your dick? I'm not sure. Hmm, that's an interesting... For the people and the cases that I've seen, I'm not sure if that's, like, the route that they took, but... Yeah, I mean, I can see it in both instances, because I think, you know, for people that are, like, into the ball sack, and, like, there is something to be said about, like, if you're into balls, it does... The pictures I've seen before, it tends to balloon it out, Mm -hmm. versus that sort of large sack that a guy can have just by naturally having a nice ball sack. And so, but it could still be hot. And then I can still see the merit in having it ballooned out in the cock. And you're saying it's probably just ballooning it out more like widening it. Yeah. And in that case, it's like that could be good for the bottom too. So... Um, I would just want to know a little bit more about that. And viewer, listeners, if you, like, please let us know if you know a little bit more of that. Because I would like to know more about it. I mean, wouldn't you? Yes, totally. Exactly. But I will notice, I and I will say, I've had not friends, but acquaintances that have just been to doctors that are willing to do that, whatever it is. I mean... Just so many different things of whatever caliber that you're looking for, whatever it is that you want the outcome to be. Are you talking about like their general practitioner and doctor for this type of? No, just there are plastic surgeons that will do procedures that enhance those areas. Really interesting. Okay. Hmm. We'll have to inquire a little bit more of that. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Rev. And when we come back, we're going to dig a little bit deeper into beauty and sex. So, Steve, I have to tell you, I had gone to this bear party a couple of weeks ago, and I had used the Rev for men before I went. Yeah. So, of course, I was rock hard. And But there was this one guy there who I know fairly well, and, and he wanted me to bottom for him. So And I did. Easily done. Easily done. Okay. But then as he's bottoming me, he reaches underneath and grabs my dick, and I was so hard. And he was like, oh, fuck, yeah. That they was a big that. turn on for yeah, him. Yeah, no, They love big dick bottoms, some of those tops. And stuff. They love it, yeah. But it, you were ensured that you were going to be hard. because Absolutely. And it's not that you can't get hard. It's just it's a nice... Yeah. In, it ensures that you're... It's a nice... Pro- it's, it's insurance. It's an insurance policy that you're going to be hard. And that's what Reb does. And yes. it's beyond the trimix that they administer. It's the consultation that they give. Right, exactly. And where they really determine your needs and where how hard you get. And they, What's your dosage? And they're game does men that, that work get for it. you? That's yeah. my favorite part is that when I met with the Rev team, it was talking to friends that understood the types of parties exactly. I go to, the types of sex I want to have where mm-hmm. I don't want to have to get in my head. I just want to perform and have a great time. You don't want to have to worry about trying to perform as a top. They get it. They get it. Where should they go? They should go to revformen.com immediately without delay. 
We can't say enough about them. Check them out. <laughs> Be sure and go to RevForMen.com and mention that you heard about Rev on Talk About Gay Sex podcast. Receive $100 off a three-month treatment of either their Trimix program or their newly launched low testosterone program. That's RevForMen.com. So we're back. And one of the reasons why I thought about this episode and even thinking about um, beauty and sex is not for like, you know, a cover magazine type thing. It's just that I think we all, you know, ultimately we all want to look our best and be our best because on a primal level, we're all trying to, you know, attract other people. Why? For jobs. Why? For friendships. But ultimately, you know, also for to attract other people for boyfriends and for sex. And when it comes down to, we all do little things and some of it's just from skincare to working out to ultimately like what we were talking about earlier about like implants and stuff like that. And, you know, I may have been like judgmental before about certain things. Cause I've always been like one of those guys that, you know, I, in the nineties, I just worked out a lot and I grew up in that era that, you know, I had, I was a gymnast and we just looked up to that whole thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I saw that Greek guys fake, but it felt good. And I would have like loved to, we were getting closer and closer to that. Ultimately it just didn't work out. I was leaving the next day, but I would have loved to like put my tongue in there and it would have been hot. And so I just think there's all sorts of ways that we go about, we're calling it beauty and sex, but we all want to look good to attract. I mean, it's sort of a primal thing, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah. And we use beauty casually. I mean, right. Beauty definitely is always and will always be in the eye of the beholder. So it's like not, not a set standard of what it is, but it's also just the way that you maybe carry yourself or the way that you would just be the best you or version of you. Absolutely. And one of the things that I um, love currently in 2017, at least at particular bars here in New York City, is that there's a newer emphasis and a newer emphasis on certain applications on the phone that are embracing all sorts of different body types that aren't a traditional body type that were, that were slammed down our throats when I was younger. Um, they're, you know, bears are like, you know, guys that like have hair and, have a little bit of extra junk in the trunk. And and um, I love that whole thing. I think it's really awesome. I mean, don't you agree, wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you often... And I think we're going through a generation of where people are accepting different body types and also being with different body types where not only the people that look a certain way are only being with or getting with the people that look exactly like them. Exactly. And as in my overall is like venturing out and just seeing that there are different walks, shapes, 
shades, all of it. And listen, like, you know, people are, you know, as much as I say this, like I was at the a bar tonight and I was telling somebody about that, you know, um, a guy from Australia and he, I was telling him about like, yeah, I mean, you should come on Wednesdays because here at this bar, they do jockstrap Wednesdays. And he's like, Oh, I don't really have an ass. And I'm like, you would look great in a jockstrap. And it's not about like, who's, what is a perfect ass? I mean, there is no, and he's like, Oh, you should talk. And it's like, no, I mean, I think we all have, all of us have body issues. I mean, I have plenty of, and I'm sure people are rolling their eyes at sometimes, but we all have body issues that we are all dealing with that we are uncomfortable with certain parts of our bodies. And sometimes, and and then it changes because sometimes it's like, oh, I feel good now. And a lot of it's based on the mood. A lot of it's based on the time of the year, what's going on with you, where, whether or not you're working out more, whether or not you're not, whether you, you care to even work out. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, we all need to be a little bit more sensitive to that because in, I, I have noticed, and I'm not sure if you agree with me, that there's been a shift in what what is out there now and what is considered attractive. Like I would argue that, you know, it's not just an, a certain type of six pack, eight pack abs and lean type of body that is considered attractive now in our gay world. Now it's like all over the place. And mm-hmm. that is so awesome. It I mean, is. Yeah. What do you, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean, just all different body types and like accepting and then also just the chemistry that you have with somebody that maybe you didn't think that you did or you didn't approach them because maybe they didn't look the way that you thought that you only wanted. Right. People are starting to be more open-minded and that alone is very cool. And then on top of it, it's not being so judgmental towards just people that may not be lean or jacked or have a perfect ass or yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm noticing that a lot more. And I think, um, the more that we realize that, you know, there is not one type of, I mean, all of us, all of us struggle with our bodies. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just what we kind of, you know, mind your own body. It's like, this is my body and this is where I'm at right now. And, but it should just, you know, I'm just noticing that there's a little bit more of an acceptance, but we all struggle with where we're at. Of with course. It. Yeah. And it's also like a sense of self. Exactly. But with that being said, I mean, I think that, you know, there's all sorts of things that we do like working out to feel better. I mean, you know, we did a show before that when you work out, you increase the pheromones that increase your mood and then increases, you know, a positive mood and increase your testosterone level. Well, testosterone leads to having a high sexual drive. And so there's a lot to be said with that. And, but then there's things that we do to, like we were talking about earlier about to, you know, enhance our bodies and our, and our faces and, And there's 
all sorts of things that you can do. Um, but you've known a couple people in the past that have really transformed their body. Like we're talking pecs, abs, biceps. And what has been your experience when you talk to some of these and why they're doing it and what have they told you why they do it in general that you could share? I mean, ultimately they seem happier after it's done and it seems like that was a step for them of something that they maybe have always wanted to do or ended up doing. But in general, it seems like overall any of the processes that they've gone through has helped their confidence level and their happiness. And it may sound superficial, but at the end of the day, if it makes them feel better and it makes them happier, then so be it for them. I mean, then that works. I'm just wondering, like, when, you know, we are coming to a place that's a little more accepting of different body types. And we certainly see a lot of those examples at like the Eagle where we spend a lot of our time at that at what point, you know, at what point, you know, because a lot of these procedures are incredibly expensive. At what point is it just a little too much? And, and, I would argue like, you know, because when you're younger, you can, if you really wanted to, you can work out and try and do a lot of these changes on your own. I'm just wondering like, at what point does it become too much? And are we, is it no longer attractive? It's just like in your psyche, in your head. I mean, I think there are definitely different situations, but I would say, Some people take it too far. A lot of people do, and they get just, like, taken over with it and altering too many different things or just dwelling on changing when a lot of times if the change does not happen within, it's just not happening altogether, or I don't feel it gets you to, like, a better mental state, but I could be wrong in different cases, but I would say just different people are always different cases. So of course, and and so of course these are all expensive procedures, but it's not about what they cost. It's about the way that people feel afterwards. And so I think with any individual, we all have our own insecurities and our own things that we doubt. And so I will say sometimes people do get carried away and alter too much or go too far, but they also get to a point where they don't really see that or think that it's too far and they're comfortable with looking completely different or just altering so much that you don't really see the same person. And I hear what you're saying, and and in many ways, like with so much social media, with you know Kim Kardashian, and and we've got so much, you know, there's a certain Instagram 
handler or IG for, you know, a perf- the butts of the world. And there's all these a million different, like, you know, things that we're stimulated by. And then contrasted by what we're talking about on the openness of just be who you want to be and how like places like the Eagle where we go to is accepting of all these different body types. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you had said something offline before that, you know, at, at sometimes we're attracted to guys that look like ourselves. And what did you mean by that? Because do you ultimately mean like you're attracted, you want to look in the mirror and like you're attracted to like yourself or <laughs> no, not that. I mean, I just find I mean, it. Some of us, I think, are. I mean, I would argue, like, have you ever jacked off to yourself looking no, in the mirror? No, never. I think I have a couple times, but not like I was. I haven't, but my mom actually brought it to my attention because. That? Just, no, not that, but <laughs> just certain guys that I've been into, she's brought up. She's like, why do they all look alike or they all look like you or they all look similar to you or related to you and I never really thought about it and then I noticed in our culture it is a little common and also I've noticed in the city like certain couples there are a lot of different couples that look similar or a lot alike or even when we go out and we're social we attract people that look similar to us yeah I mean, and, and maybe, maybe that is what I'm attracted to. I have a, like, see, I'm not usually, I have a small range, but it's not like identical to me, but maybe similar or different features, but yeah, see, and I don't really, I'm not really attracted to guys that necessarily look like myself. I'm attracted to the Latin guys sometimes, but not necessarily the ones that look like myself. Typically, a lot of the guys don't look like myself, and I think I'm attracted to that. I have, like, been turned on by myself, like, you know, jacking off or whatever, but that was just because of the situation, not because, like, it was like, ooh, I'm I'm turned on by myself. Whatever, bitch. (laughs) But, I mean, I would say that, you know... I, yeah, I think it's interesting that, like, you are drawn to guys that look like yourself. I mean, the bearded thing, the, is it the body thing that you're, or is it a comfort thing that, like... I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both. Right. That you're attracted to that is comforting to know that they look, they have the same body type as you. Is that more what... That and look is similar as well. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I want to move a little bit more as we round out this episode into more of the the things that are easier to control in terms of beauty when we talk about like being attractive and putting our best foot forward. And I'm just talking about things like, you know, skincare and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, typically guys don't typically talk about this kind of thing as much. Um, I happen to have a mom that took care of her skin and looks youthful and I always take care of my skin and I believe in SPF, you know, because it's just, you know, I've just always been into skincare and ultimately I just think like taking care of yourself by the food that you put in your body and 
and taking care of your skin can ultimately affect who you attract. I mean, call it superficial, but I just think it's part of our natural being. And wouldn't you say that skincare is is a good thing to be concerned with, you know? Yes, definitely. I mean, keeping clean face and just sticking with it. I mean, focusing on just staying clean and exactly. I think that overall is the bigger picture. Exactly. But Maybe not even the face specifically, but just in general being very cleansly and just sure, making sure good. you're always clean and Well, yeah, I mean that refreshed. could lead into like, you know, things like manscaping and all that. I mean, I think that, you know, we, it's good to manscape and stuff like that. But nowadays, like having hair and, and on the body is like considered hot and having hair, like a lot of guys like hair in the ass and, and that, that area. I know you don't, right? Because you've stated before, mm-hmm. it's not your favorite thing. No, why? No. I think it's natural and it's cool, but why don't you like it? It is natural, but I just don't find it like <laughs> sexy. No. I guess in bed when you're intimate and like, I don't want to lick hair or I don't know. I just don't. Well, that's right. Cause you're like eating ass and yeah, I'm curious to know because I'm sure there's a lot of guys that don't mind it. I don't mind it, you know, but I mean, but I do think there's a good amount of manscaping that can be done where is good for most guys. But I mean, again, there's so many different tastes out there that like, like different things. And that's kind of a cool thing. I mean, you just have to find the people that are going to be into that. Yeah. Um, but I would say that when, you know, when you talk about skincare, the one thing that I think is really important is, and I was watching a show the other day And I think it was those doctors on um, Botched, and they said the one thing, they asked one of them, like, what's the one thing you can do without doing, like, plastic surgery that you would recommend? And they said exfoliation. So having a good exfoliation routine, whether it's built into your, your skin cleanser or if it's, like, a a scrub that you do like every three days or whatever, just to get slough out all those like dead skin cells is only going to bring out all the new skin cells and help you look rejuvenated. And the other thing he said was to use SPF. Why? Because as we all know, you know, the sun can just over time can just like ruin the, the skin. Age so you much faster. You should always have some sort of SPF on the skin. And, and I agree with those things. I would add an eye cream, you know, and so forth. But, um, those I think are really important things when it comes to things like manscaping and the eyebrow area. Wouldn't you say that some guys go a little too far with that, I mean, yes, definitely. Yeah. And overshaped or overtouched or overplucked. Yeah, guys, don't overdo it. I mean, you know, there's ask a, a lot of people, but I think it's it's nice to you don't want like a total bush. Shape it a little bit, but a little goes a long way. I mean, ultimately, most men like it to look like natural. Mm-hmm. And and I would only say this be, because 
you know, a lot of us don't wear makeup or a lot of makeup. And so when you're, the thing about women is that when they wear, they do their eyebrows and so forth, they're also doing, they're putting foundation on, they're doing their makeup. And so all of it blends together and it's, you don't notice the severity of an eyebrow when you're just plucking over plucking or doing the eyebrow and you're not doing the rest of the makeup on the face, it looks like, you know, it looks funny. It looks like clown like, right? Yeah, so you have severe. to be really careful. It's severe. And so I would just caution against that. Um, but we definitely want to hear from you. We certainly just like. Yes, we love the feedback yeah, for sure. And we just sort of like off the cuff thought of the different things that um, came up to our mind. But let us know what you think about beauty and sex and what you're doing or your advice, because we certainly don't have all the answers, but we'd love to hear from you. And as always, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook page at, at Talk About Gay Sex. We can follow you, Jeremy, at J. Ross Lopez. J. Ross Lopez, always. We love that. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay sex, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard. So swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.